Welcome back, boys and girls, to the special bowl edition part one of Pick Your Poison podcast. Coming off a spicy week, a spicy week. I was up four and a half units and was six, four, and one with a couple double unit winners on the Clemson Notre Dame under in the first half. Bama covering 10 easily over Florida. It was a great week for me. It's been a great year for our special guest here on this podcast, Pullman Profiteer, all the way from sunny Sandestin, Florida. Pullman, what's up? Yeah, I'm just chilling down here, enjoying retirement. Um, you heard that right. I won 50 burgers on the year, exactly 51 units, went 5-1-1 uh, one one last week, and um, I'm hanging it up. So is this an official retirement speech? Yeah, I'm more, we're hanging up the cleats. You know, once you can put 50 burgers on the grill the right way, I figure you should step away from the game. So I appreciate it. Um, hopefully all the profiteers out there can make some more money elsewhere but here's here's me announcing my retirement wow wow i mean you're going full costanza here just just going out on top bright bright and early but yeah i mean if you get 50 burgers on the grill i guess there's nowhere to go from there but out so you're, you're you are down in in sandestin the place for retirement so it all makes sense it's all coming full circle yeah the uh boca vista three needs a new vice president i'm <laughs> making a run at that yeah, you. I mean, it's the disciples will get behind you any way they can. I'm sure. So, well, Pullman. Um, I guess you know maybe we can get you on as a special guest picker at some point. You know, maybe get you uh, just to call in for a show every now and then. I don't know. We'll have to the Picker Poison podcast. We'll have to find a way to get Pullman Profiteer uh, back at some time on its airwaves. Yeah, I'm sure you can talk to my agent and figure something out. <laughs> I'll have our people talk to your people down there in Florida, and, and we'll we'll broker a deal. Yeah, just give my people. That's all you need. <laughs> all right, we'll hit them straight today, and uh, we'll take it from here. Peace. Peace. Wow. I mean, a legend has, has, has fallen. A plus 50 burger on the year. Pulling profiteer. I understand his retirement. Our, our fellow podcaster, Boomer, is dead. Now, now Pullman is retired, but you know what? The show must go on. The Pick Your Poison podcast must go on. I, Bagman, will not let it die. So we have brought in a bowl specialist. He is a Bayou Bowl specialist. He is Cash It Capper, a.k.a. Bayou Bowl specialist, a.k.a. the Cajun Caroler. We have him live here in the flesh from Monroe, Louisiana. Cash It, welcome him. Man, I am just so grateful to be here. And honestly, I would like to... Thank my my gambling savior savior for allowing me to be here, Pullman. I love you. Thank you so much for everything you've done. A for true me. disciple <laughs> here, a true disciple, Cash Capper is in the building. So we will not let the people down. We still have a beautiful, beautiful bowl slate here to walk you fine folks through. Are still disciples, still disciples here, and we've got a beautiful slate. We're, this is a part one of the bowl slate here. We're gonna go through. Next Tuesday's game, so we're going to give our best bets through next Tuesday. We will have another round come out next Wednesday, the same time, this time next week. So we will get right into the games starting on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. On ESPN, we have Louisiana Tech at Georgia Southern. I guess Georgia Southern's the home team in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, the New Orleans Bowl. Cash it. Lead us right in. What's your play? You know, this is uh, this is going to be a tough one to really to go over as a Louisianian, I feel like I am obligated to say Tech, but you know what? No, Georgia Southern, they've played really well this year. To be honest with you, Tech has kind of stumbled towards the end. 
I'm going George Southern minus the seven, six and a half. I am on the same side, Cash, and I like that we're a little, little starting off hot here. Georgia Southern, they have played a pretty tough schedule considering Louisiana Tech stinks, stinks. They, they're like five and four. But they've played zero. They played nobody. Georgia Southern has played some good teams. They lost to Louisiana. They lost to Ula La, who is, I think, only lost one game this year on a last-second 53-yard field goal. They were up at the time, so they lost that game on a last-second field goal. And they were also tied 14-all to Coastal Carolina in the fourth quarter. So this is a pretty good Georgia Southern team. Their defense is super solid. I like them here to cover the spread of six-and-a-half over under a 48 and a half. That's a really low over under, but that's six and a half. I love the under the touchdown here under the football number. Give me Georgia Southern six and a half. Cash it and I are on the same pick here. Cash it. What's our next game? You know, the next game I think we're going to go into is Memphis versus FAU. I have the spread at minus nine. I know that that's going to fluctuate a little bit. Yeah, it's opened at 10. It's down to eight and a half, nine somewhere over under a 50 and a half here. I like Memphis. A lot of uh, a lot of the early money's come in on FAU, but I like Memphis. They're traveling a little bit less to Montgomery to the disgusting whatever bowl that is in Montgomery. It's the bowl game is called the Crampton Bowl. I don't know what the hell that is. The bowl, the actual physical stadium in Montgomery is the worst I've ever seen. It's going to be pretty nice weather, high of 60. I like Brady White. It's his last game as a Memphis quarterback. The lines come down enough for me to like Memphis here. I don't really trust them normally, but I like Brady White in his last game. I think they're going to try to send him out right with a nice bowl victory. They're not going to take their foot off the gas if that offense gets rolling like it can in Memphis. I don't know much about FAU, but I like the quarterback of, of Memphis sending him out in his last game. I think it's his 18th year at Memphis, Brady White. <laughs> Literally, he's, I swear to God, he's been there since I was like a freshman. So, love it. He's going to go out on top, and they're going to send him out right. Cash, what you got? I almost feel terrible that we've agreed now on two, but Memphis, I mean, Brady White's got 3,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns this year. Look, all I can say is if they start out hot, it's going to be an easy cash. I honestly believe that. I think that they're going to go up 21, 28. They might blow them out. If the game stays close, obviously Florida Atlantic has actually played some close games yeah. and kept it close for spreads. But if Memphis can let loose and rip the ball down the field like they know how to do, it's going to be over really You just quick. said Brady White has 28 touchdowns this year and 3,000 yards. Let me read you FAU's quarterback stats. I don't know who these guys are or if they've gotten some like injury that I don't know about. But they're two. They've had two quarterbacks that have thrown for a combined 185 total uh, passes this year. They must just run the ball, the shit out of the ball. They have thrown for a combined seven touchdowns this year, five interceptions, and a combined 1,100 yards. That is, I mean, that's pathetic. A combined 50% completion percentage. So. FAU must run the shit out of the ball. I don't know anything about them, but I cannot bet on a Hold team. Hold up, their team leader in rushing yards is their quarterback, Posey, with 56 carries for 401 yards. Yeah. I mean, I just can't get behind that. I, I, I don't yeah, know Maybe you. they've not played very many games, but I don't know. I can't get behind that. And and Memphis, you know, they're, they're always around. They're a good team, solid. I'll take them. I don't know much about these teams, but hey, <laughs> no. we're Brady on the White. same side here. Okay. Brady White. Okay, we can't. Hopefully we're not on the same side again here because, God forbid, we're not. Hawaii traveling to Houston. This is a, a big brain, big brain going on here. The New Mexico Bowl that is being played in Texas. So that put that put that one in your brain right there. Uh, I mean, they're similar, I guess. Hawaii traveling to Texas. Houston is a 11 point favorite over Hawaii with an over under of 59 and a half. Hawaii usually plays at their home stadium in Honolulu, traveling for a bowl game this year. Against Houston, cash it, what you think? It's exactly like you said. 
Hawaii stateside in bowl games has been historically bad. Uh, it's not even been historic. It's been like they've never really – they've only done like I think two or three times. That's very true. Yeah, they normally play in their own bowl game. So, to me, like any traveling of that sort – and I've bet on them in stateside a few times this year and lost – Especially this time of year when it's freezing outside and it's they don't usually know what to 75 do. in Hawaii. And they're like, what the hell? I'm playing in, in Texas and, and somehow not- it's 40 degrees and, and wind blowing 80 miles per hour out of the north? You know, I, it's Houston. The the place here is Houston. Minus, I'm seeing it at a 10 and 11. You know, who, who knows really where it's going to go from there? You know, another play that I'm very interested in with this game, though, is the over. God bless it. This is the, <laughs> I, I have written down, I don't know anything about this game. I just have principal over. Hawaii playing Houston and the over-under is set at less than 60 in a bowl game. This has drunk written all over it. These two teams usually air it out all over the place. I know Holgerson's kind of reined it in since he's gotten to Houston, but good Lord, under 60 with Hawaii and Houston. I feel like, I mean, I'm sure that means that 98% of the public is going to be on the over and it's just going to be the biggest Joe public thing, but I have written down the only thing for this game, principal over Hawaii, Houston. I take the over in that every time, especially when it's in the 50s. So lock it in now. As you hear this, 59 and a half. I'm sure it's going to get up to like 65 before kickoff. And I will go ahead and say that just to break up the the same season. Yeah, give me a side here. You got to pick a side. I, I, look, I, I went teaser. This is what I literally wrote down. Teaser, take Houston and the over. So, tease it down, six-point yeah. teaser, two-team, and leave Get it at that. Get it below, the, like. below the touchdown, yeah, a football exactly. number, and then tease that under, down, or the and over, I love down it to five. like 52. That's, yeah. I love that. I love it too. at five, six points is a winner, and I love the over. So I like that. that. I like that. That'll take us into our next game, another Friday, or the first Friday game, the only Friday game of the bowl season, Marshall against Buffalo. Buffalo is a four-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 54 this is in. Do you know where this game is? I, I have Montgomery as well. I think there's a lot of no, these, no shot, no shot that <laughs> no Montgomery's shot. hosting two bowls. They have a bubble. Here. I think that these. Uh, I think a lot of these bowls and everything is in flux here. So Marshall traveling somewhere to play Buffalo, four and a half points over under fifty four. Cash it. What do you got? Marshall stinks. Marshall stinks. They stink. They. St- I hate them. I hate Marshall. Their quarterback against Rice made me hate a human more than I think I should without even knowing him. I'm taking Buffalo here. I am a huge, huge fan of Buffalo this year. They've played extremely well. They they blow people out when they're supposed to. Give me Buffalo. I want all of it. Four points. I don't care. Give it to me. Marshall was a 24-and-a-half point favorite against Rice and lost 20 to nothing. Oh, they, they, they didn't cover the spread by 45 points. I mean, that is absurd. When they were undefeated at the time, they've lost two games in a row now. They lost to Rice 20 to nothing when they were huge favors to keep their, their undefeated season alive. They then, the next week, lost to UAB 22 to 13 as a favorite as well. I'm on the same side here. Me and Cash are thinking too much alike. I don't really like it. But hey, when you, when you know, you know, Buffalo is hot. They won their conference. They have the best running offense in the country. They're going to run it down Marshall's throat. And Marshall clearly doesn't give a shit after they lost their undefeated season. They've lost two games in a row. Didn't cover either one. They were favorites in both. Now they're an underdog. I don't like it. Their quarterback stinks through five picks. I think he might be, might have a little bit of Vegas. Uh, he, some, he might have a gambling debt. And Vegas has a little bit of dirt on him. He might be throwing lines just for the sake of it. So I... I, I mean, I literally, I, I think it's in a text message to a group of buddies that, that we all had Marshall first half. Like, he didn't have to make it that obvious that he had the other side in Rice. Like, you, 
He could have like at least thrown only two interceptions. Yeah, pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Give me, give me to, to so we're not on the same side everywhere. Give me Buffalo, and I'll take the Marshall team total under. I'm not sure what it is. I bet it's around 20, 22 based on this based on the spread and the over under. But I like that team total under. There's no way they can score. Buffalo's defense is pretty solid too. So I like Buffalo to cover that spread and Marshall team total under because they have completely given up and their quarterback should be exiled into. I don't know, Afghanistan or wherever, Sardinia, wherever you want to send him. Send him there because he is disgusting. Get him out of here. Next game on the slate, we will skip through a couple. There's a lot of games on Saturday, but we're going to hit the high ones here. The best game on Saturday night, 6.30 on ESPN, Liberty against Coastal Carolina in Orlando. This game was supposed to be scheduled earlier in the year, but Liberty had some COVID issues, I think, and that's why BYU and Coastal was able to play. So, these two teams are a little bit familiar. There's a little bit of preparation going on. Two good coaches with Hugh Freeze and Jamie Chadwell, a hot name in the coaching world for Coastal. Cashin, what you got? Uh, you know, I really hated to go first on this one, but I am predicting that either Hugh Freeze or Coastal Carolina's coach will not be there by the time that they kick off. Ooh, I would like to spicy. take whichever side doesn't lose their coach. If they're both there, obviously, I'm going to go Coastal Carolina. Listen, the way they have played this year has really like opened my eyes to a team that wants it week in and week out, which is very tough for these smaller schools. They want it week in, week out. They don't care that this is a small bowl game. They don't care that this doesn't mean very much. They it's want in to Orlando. Go it's in Orlando. This yeah, is a pretty big bowl game for them. Well, especially. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, not what they kind of had hoped for right, the right. season, but and yeah. I and I think that honestly, like this is a team that wants it, and I love teams that want it. Give me Coast Carolina. I love it minus seven. That just means that Vegas thinks that it's going to be a, 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 a either one way or the other. I love seven. Give it to me. Give me Hugh Freeze in a. Oh. This is our first our first uh, first differentiation here between Cash and Bagman here. Hugh Freeze wins big games. He doesn't know anything else. He literally could lose uh, to. TCU. He, I, well, that's you know that's neither here nor there. That his team was out until three in the morning that night. That was his first big bowl game. True, he had never, true. he had no idea what he was doing. He, you know, his team was partying in Atlanta. Bo Wallace said he was still drunk when he took his first snap that day at eleven o'clock in Atlanta. So that was disgusting. I shouldn't. Have, I can't believe I was also still drunk at that time in the stadium as well. So me and Bo have you remember a, a couple things in common there. But no, Hugh Freeze wins big games. This is a seven point spread. This is ridiculous. I get Coastal's had a great year, but. Hugh Freeze is a seven-point underdog. I'll lay, I'll take those seven points every day of the week. They get fired up for big games. He knows how to coach up a, a team in a bowl, in a bowl game against a you know a very big opponent in which both of these teams are kind of in the same boat of like lower tier, lower echelon, you know, not power five teams that want to get to that next level. So Cash had said a pretty good thing. One of these coaches might be gone by Saturday. I don't know if I. I Think this is a little too late in the game. I think they'll both be there. I'll take Liberty. I'll take Hugh Freeze. He's been there before. Jamie Chadwell is a good coach. I think he's a hot name in the industry, but he hasn't quite been through all these bowl games and big games. I like Hugh Freeze in a in a plus seven spot here, where he's catching a, a whole. What touchdown. do you think about this being like kind of an interview for him? Like both of them. I mean, this is yeah. on the biggest stage. A lot of people watching. I mean, it's gonna be. And it's. I mean, it's. This is head to head. This is like. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this is a legit. Like, who would I? South I, Carolina. I'm an a, somebody. I'm an AD in the SEC, and I get to see both of these coaches game plan against each other. This is an audition for both coaches in a big time bowl spot on Saturday night on ESPN. The only game on, there's probably be some NFL games on at that time, but this is a huge spot for both these coaches. They're both going to be have their teams fired up and prepared. 
I, I might take the under of 60 here as well. We saw Coastal against BYU. Everyone thought that game would go over by a million points. No, no, no. That game had a little over 40 points scored. I think these two teams are sneaky, sneaky defensive teams. Like I said, they had already kind of prepared for each other earlier this year when they were supposed to play. Didn't get the chance. So I, I might sprinkle. I might do a little more investigating on the under of 60 there. But give me Liberty definitely plus seven. Lock it in there because I can see that coming down a little bit. Cash it. What's our next game? Uh, next, I believe we're moving on to Miami versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a two-point favorite against Miami. Over-under set at 58.5. This game is also in Orlando. I think some of these, like I said, these There's are, just bubbles everywhere. Whatever, this whole, whatever. We're just in a bunch of bubbles. I'll get right into my pick on this one. Miami against North Carolina, their last game, allowed 530 yards rushing. Is that good? Just rushing on the ground allowed them to run for 530 yards. That is disgusting against a Phil Longo offense that should be able to be stopped with any sort of decent defense, with any sort of good players, with any sort of athletes on the field. I cannot physically bet on a team that gave up that many points in their last game of the season, allowed 62 points, that many rushing yards, when Oklahoma State beat Baylor 42-3. to So those are two teams that are coming in on complete opposite ends. I bet Miami is like... Screw this. Get me down to South Beach. I don't want to go out to a bowl game. I don't want to. There's no motivation for Miami here. I don't. Oklahoma State didn't really have the best season they wanted. They they lost to TCU when they had a chance to make it to the Big 12 title game, but they at least boat raced Baylor at the very end and are coming in with some good feelings. So I don't know. I like I like a little bit of trends in the bowl season. See who's coming in hot and who has zero motivation. Give me Oklahoma State with a little bit more of something to play for than Miami. That's definitely given up. Yeah, so I, I'll go ahead and tell you, I I think the people, obviously the public still loves Miami. I, one thing I've kind of glanced at, I saw somewhere it was like 77% of the, the consensus picks came in on Miami, which makes me like Oklahoma State. But you know what the real play is here for me is the over 58 and a half. Um, I feel like Miami is going to want to come back after a game like that and show that they have a, a dominant offense. And coming out of the ACC, like I don't think that their defense is – all, all that capable at all. Oklahoma State can score. They can score through the air. They can score on the ground. I think they're both going to score here. I, I honestly think that the first half over and then the total game over are very interesting picks for me, and I'm going to take both of them. On, on oh, you're going to double up on I'm the I'm going to double up on the over. I, you know, it's games like this that where Oklahoma State's going to score and Miami is going to respond. That's what I feel like the game's going to be, not the, vice versa. Oklahoma State scores, Miami responds. That's how the game works. First wins. half oh, over of 28 and a half, so that's right over that four Oof. touchdown line. That's a little tough. Over Hold tight. Of, if it's 28, take it. Well, just buy the off. half point if yeah. you can on Love the, it. I guess, first half for, for cash yeah. it over here. Yeah. Full game of 58 and a half. Love the over. that. That almost is a principal play, but I'm, I'm going to avoid that. Both these defenses, Oklahoma State perennially is an offense slinging all over the field. This year, for some reason, they've been a little more defensive oriented. Miami, I don't know. I mean, good God, they gave up a 62 points in to North Carolina. The over-under of this is 58. So, I mean, they could have that done by their defense alone. Oklahoma State might score that many. But I'm just going to stick with Oklahoma State, laying only two points. I might just do it money line, depending on where that is. If I can get it like 130. Yeah, I've seen it down to one, too. Just, so yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe by the time kickoff comes around, people will be loading up on Miami. But I like Oklahoma State, and cash it is on the over. We will get into our last game, last game of the – Bowl game pick 'em, part one, Texas against Colorado. Two ranked teams. Sam Ellinger for Texas, maybe his last game, maybe. I don't know. He could come back for a, like 16th year, kind of like Brady White did at Memphis. Everyone gets a, a free year of eligibility next year. 
Texas is a 10-point favorite with an over-under of 63.5 against Colorado. Kasia, what's your read? This has been one of the toughest games for me to kind of read. And I guess the reason is because I'm I'm kind of known for trying to fade the public. I think that's like a common thing for everybody. You know, everybody wants to fade the public. But um, this game is a very tough read. I like Colorado plus the 10. I love 10 points in any game. That's um, a lot for a bowl game against two ranked opponents. Yeah, and in the in the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve just hadn't really shown me anything. Oklahoma, I think, is terrible. Like, I, I like Colorado. Give me Colorado plus the ten. I'm gonna say confidently because you know what? I think by the time this kicks off, it's gonna try to drop down to eight, maybe even you know lower. Give me Colorado plus ten. They're gonna play good defense, and I don't think Ellinger's that good. Is that wrong? No, I mean they well they have zero run game in Texas. They literally abandoned the run after the first drive. They just and then it's just on his back to sling it all over the field, and he also scrambles a bunch. He's I mean he's a good quarterback. He's nothing to write home about. He's not gonna get drafted. He's not gonna go be an NFL quarterback. But I mean. That is a lot of points here. I like the over. This game is in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Let me read you. You, you hear Colorado, and probably a bunch of people don't really under, like think about what their you know team is. They don't really know if they're offensive, defensive-oriented. No, they allowed 59 points total against Utah. Uh, com- team total combined. Both teams hit the over that game. They allowed 77 points against Stanford, God, teams wait. combined for, and... 90 points against UCLA the teams combined for. So Colorado's a bit of an over team. They've uh, hit the over four out of the last five games. And we know Texas just abandons the run, like I said. Let Sam Ellinger sling it all over the field. Their defense isn't very good. Uh, the last game Texas played was against Kansas State. They scored 69, 69-31 win. That's over 100 points there. That is 100 points. So I like the over in this game in a dome in the bowl season with two ranked teams. I don't know. That's a over under 63. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> add, add, I'll add that to your card. Yeah, over under 63 and a half. I talk cash it into it. I'm in it I like it a lot. It's going to be, a, it's going to be hot in the street. So maybe lock it in now before it gets a tickle up too high. We're watching the BYU UCF game. That over under started at 72. It's up to 80 live in the, or before the game. So hop on these totals and these bowl games. But Vegas doesn't really know. They throw lines out there, and they're very quick to change them in bowl season because these teams are so you know they they're, they don't play each other. They're not very consistent. So we actually just had this conversation. That this line opened at seventy two, and within like I think it was the first thirty six hours, the line had jumped up to like seventy six, and now like we just took it before game time, and it goes from like four points higher. Now it's eighty. It's like Vegas is throwing it out there. If they get a nibble, they're 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 hook line and sinker. So we're you know. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, they want their money on equal sides to yeah, cover okay. their asses on each and just get the juice. That's what they want on every game, but especially in bowl season. They don't oh. want they don't want people, the public, to to get a feel for one side and load up and then their ass gets chewed. So I like the over here. Get lock it in before it gets too high. Um and yeah, I, I don't know. In the in a dome, it's it's gonna be an easy play there. I like I like that over. So that is it, boys and girls, for the Part one of the bowl slate. We will get into the games starting on Wednesday, 12:30, all the way through the college football playoff, and maybe even sprinkle on a uh, future for the championship next week when we give out our picks. Then, so until then, you've heard from us, you've heard from me, Bagman, and our special guest, Cashit Capper slash Bayou <laughs> Bingle slash Ragin' Cajun slash Cajun Caroler. Caroler, yes. It's a little – tis the season. So <laughs> tis the season. You have 18 nicknames. We'll probably give them some more the next time we hear from them, but that is it, and we will talk to you next week. Good Best luck. Best of luck.